Aloha, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Pod Squad. Chad Blair with Honolulu Civil Beat, and today, joining me early in the political season for 2020 is State Senator Kai Kahele. He is a candidate for the second congressional district. As you probably know by now, that's everywhere in the islands except pretty much urban Honolulu. Senator Kahele, Kai. Welcome. Aloha. Kakahiakakako. Very Mahalo, good. Chad, yeah. Well, you surprised a lot of people when you announced on Martin Luther King Day that you were going to run uh, for the CD2 seat. Of course, that's currently occupied by uh, Tulsi Gabbard. The congresswoman is also running for president. First question, why did you make the announcement so early? And then I'll ask you why you're running. You know, for me, Martin Luther King Day was a... You know, it was a bittersweet and also a special day for me to choose to announce my candidacy uh, for CD2. I wanted it to be in Hilo. I wanted it to be uh, in my hometown and at Mohiel Park, you know, somewhere where Democrats have gathered and, um, you know, for almost the last 60 years. At the bandstand? At the bandstand. Amazing story. That's the place. That's the place to be. And so... You know, of course, Martin Luther King Day, a very significant day in our nation's history and everything that Dr. King did for our country. Um, bittersweet in a sense because it was also three years um, to the day on Martin Luther King Day 2016 when I found my dad um, having a massive heart attack at our home in Hilo. And, you know, it was a day that um, I'll never forget. It changed my life forever, my um, family, my mom, my wife. and. Life has never been the same since, and uh, you never prepare yourself for that moment, you know, when your mom or your dad is, is helpless and, and you realize your life might be coming to an end, and, and so it, it, was, it was difficult. At the same time, I think my dad, uh, uh, we miss him dearly, I miss him dearly, think about him every, every day. I think he's looking down and he's, he's proud, I think he's smiling. Gil Kahele, uh, he was a state senator, and then the governor appointed you to take his seat, yeah. and then you ran on your own outright and have been elected twice twice, more, twice now since then. I, I didn't know your your dad too well. I saw him around the Capitol. He was always very friendly. I do remember when he passed. I, was it Queens Hospital where he it was? was. Yeah. I remember being in a, in a legislative hearing and uh, Senator uh, Kalani English and uh, Ron Kochi, the Senate president, were yeah. there, and, and they both agreed to talk to me, and the tears in their eyes were, were real. Uh, they said your dad had a real... He was sort of the, the guy that was the grown-up in the group. Not to say that Kalani and Ron aren't grown-ups, but they sort of... They to him as the Kupuna. The Kupuna, yeah, <laughs> and I, I think for a good reason. So um, I'm curious, did you ever talk to your dad about maybe running for an office? I mean, you had oh, never... Yeah. Sur- oh, you, you know, did. My, my dad uh, immersed me in politics. Quick story, it's 1976. We're living in Wahiwa, and my dad gets invited... Um, he, was, he was working for the military, and he was also moonlighting as a real estate agent. So a friend of his invites him to a coffee hour. He had never been involved in politics, didn't know what a coffee hour was, <laughs> but said, hey, this, this, this guy's running for Congress. It's 1976, and, and they're going to have a coffee hour in Mililani, and we should go. Good chance to network, meet people, hand out business cards. So my dad went and uh, didn't know what to expect, gathered in a small living room in someone's home, and there was a... Um, young Hawaiian man uh, in his mid-40s that captivated my dad and talked about his dreams for Hawaii and what he uh, wanted Hawaii to bring to the country and to the world and everything he dreamed about for Hawaii. And that was uh, Danny Akaka. And my dad was captivated. And, and he joined the Democratic Party in 1976. He went to his first state convention that year. And ever since then, for 40 years had been involved in local politics. So I was born in 74, that was two years old. 
and and I was immersed in politics. Hmm. So I've been involved in campaigns and and uh, for for much of my entire life. Well, we we've had the senator uh, in this very room, sitting in that very chair, uh, Millie, his wife. He was very near the end, and it was not long after he published his autobiography. And um, as gentle a man in Hawaii politics as there were, uh, I don't know of anyone that has an unkind word about the late Senator Dan Akaka. Yeah. Well, tell us why you're running for Congress. You know, I just feel that this is where I can best help Hawaii. It, it almost amazes me sometimes when I think about that it hasn't even been three years to the day that I've been appointed to the state Senate. It seems like you've been in longer. I don't know why. It I does. Just... <laughs> it seems like an eternity. So much has happened, and so much has happened in my personal, professional, and political career. You know, my daughter wasn't even born yet. That she was seven. My wife was seven months pregnant. Three, three kids. She's three, three, three little girls. And uh, and so I never would have imagined, less than three years from being appointed to the state senate by Governor Ige, that I'll be running for the U.S. Congress. And I think that's how life is sometimes. And I think uh, what I can bring to Hawaii at least right now, is is best served in Washington, D.C. What's your priority? Give me a top two or three items that are at the top of your list if you should get into D.C. to serve uh, Hawaii for the CD2 district. For me, the most important thing is Hawaii and making sure that our congressional delegation is delivering for Hawaii. So three issues that come to mind, veterans health care, you know, I'm an 18-year military veteran in the Hawaii National Guard. surprised me, by the way. I, I knew that you had flown for Hawaiian Airlines, but I never actually thought you actually served. In I'm fact, s- I'm still in. E- I got to go to drill weekend on Saturday, put on the uniform. You do? Yeah. And I think you even flew a combat flight. Is that the, the uh, white rated yeah. character? 108 combat missions in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. 108 combat sorties and over 360 hours um, went to Afghanistan in 2005 was my first deployment. Okay, so veterans care... Uh, Veterans care, number one. Got it. And and that's something that we need to address here in Hawaii. Uh, Fortunately, in my district in Hilo, we have the only veterans facility, the Mm. Yukio Okutso Veterans Home. We need one on Oahu. Yeah. We need to do more for our veterans here in Hawaii. And, you know, our veterans cemeteries are getting full. There's just more things we need to do, telehealth and and pushing the envelope on that. Um, I'd like to address the Red Hill issue um, and the The fuel fuel tanks. tanks. I mean, that's something that requires strong congressional delegation leadership you know and i've went to the tanks i've met with the navy i've met with the board of water supply um you know that's something that i want to help find a solution to and the third thing is making sure hawaii's safe and what i'm referring to is the false missile alert we had last year Uh, what is hawaii's role in america's national defense strategy and how can we make sure that the residents of hawaii and the hawaiian islands are safe from um, you know, potential threats coming from Asia. There's talk of actually installing a missile defense system here. Is it the Aegis? So it's the Aegis Ashore. So we have the currently the Aegis Ashore testing facility right. at Barking Sands. There's been, you know, a lot of talk about how do you operationalize the Aegis Ashore. I think the bottom line is we need a robust radar system for missile detection here in the state of Hawaii. And then should we augment that system with ballistic mi- or um, interceptor missile defense? is something we should think about. Right now, we only have interceptor missiles in um, Alaska and in California. And, you know, those might not be enough to, to protect the homeland. 
protect Hawaii. So let's talk about what you've done on the ledge. It's only been three years, um, but what would you point to in the legislature that you feel that you've done that's been significant? It's hard for someone new to the ledge to get stuff done, but what did you focus on these last three years? Economic development in Hilo. So passing a bill last year that I authored and creating an economic district in Hilo and addressing long-standing issues that have never been resolved in terms of leasing of state public land in Hilo for the basically the economic engine of Hilo and that's the you know businesses and the industrial era this is post 1960 tsunami so that was a bill that I was able to get to the governor's desk last year very proud of uh, and I um, figured does that include the Banyan Drive it does. area so okay. it includes the Banyan Drive area what what I want to do is completely uh, redevelop um, East Hawaii bring more jobs bring flights in from the mainland um, and just lift up our economy and the only way to do that is to provide long-term I guess you could say, uh, you know, for the lessees that are there, the long-term leases so that they can get financing and they can invest in the community. Not much has changed. I mean, you, you do have the big box stores and so forth, but pretty much downtown Hilo, Banyan Drive, not a whole lot of change, although they have remodeled some of the hotels there. They, they have. I mean, one hotel has been remodeled, but there's so much more that we can do. The uh, the Hilo Hawaiian, but Hilo Hawaiian, the Noalani, is it? Granani Law. Oh, that's what it's yeah, called so now. So both okay. those hotels are, are great, but we, we, we need more on, on Banyan Drive. Uncle so. Billy's gone now? Uncle Billy's is condemned. It's it's it needs to be torn down, and you know that's a six to ten million dollar investment. So. An example of the work that needs to be done. I know that you've also focused on the thirty meter telescope, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you actually conducted uh, some some talk stories, some hearings Many. statewide, statewide right? last year on TMT. Tell me first of all where you stand on Mauna Kea, and then second of all what you heard about. Uh, 30 meter and telescopes in general on top of the mountain. My whole goal is to ensure that Mauna Kea is properly managed and stewarded and um, and taken care of. You know, as an example, yesterday, uh, you know that video circulated on the internet of of snowboarders. Oh, that's right. Skiing uh, down Mauna Kea, and, and someone said that was really a desecration. There's no question it was a desecration. Um, one, they're not allowed to do that. They shouldn't have been able to do that. And, and the fact of the matter is that Mauna Kea is a very special place. Um, its cinder cones, it pu- is, its pu'us are revered and sacred. Um, it was actually in a pu'u. Burial sites, yeah. um, vacuum bug habitats, um, archaeological you know, um, structures. And so um, my whole focus for Mauna Kea is to make sure we can try and find that balance and to make sure it's properly taken care of. And then when you were on those that tour statewide, what did you hear from folks generally about what they think about the use of telescopes on Mauna Kea? You, you have, you know, the, the, the far extremes on both sides, right? Totally opposed astronomy, bring the telescopes down. And then you have the other side that's like, no, we need astronomy. We need um, what astronomy brings to the University of Hawaii and what it brings to our economy. And so what I'm trying to do is find that balance, find that middle ground. It's difficult to do because... A lot of deep-seated mistrust and issues that um, you know have been in these islands for a hundred plus years are all culminating on Mauna Kea. You know, I really believe Mauna Kea is the Kahoolawe of this generation, huh. with the 30-meter telescope being the catalyst for that. Right? It's it's where everything, all the attention is focused on right now. So. Um, 
We'll see. Just one follow-up. If I remember correctly, you've also been critical of the University of Hawaii's management of, of, the, of the mountain. Well, yesterday's a, a classic example. You know, um, That shouldn't have happened. Under well, it's their in watch. UH managed lands. I mean, UH leases those, those lands that this incident happened on. So how did it happen? Why did it happen? We have Monacare Rangers that are supposed to... Everything the university said last year, what happened yesterday shows that, that something needs to be done better. And, and they need to look at their internal systems and processes. We're asking them to conduct an investigation. Um, we're also asking the same of Red Bull. Um, and, you know, and so we took a pretty firm stance yesterday, um, the Hawaiian caucus. Let's finish up with focusing on D.C. Have you spent much time in that town? You know, I went to Washington, D.C. in 1984. First oh. trip with my dad. Oh, you and must... I have a beautiful picture of us on the oh. uh, Capitol <laughs> steps with uh, then-Congressman Akaka. Oh, my gosh. And so... Um, you I must have, have been, what, 10 years old? I was 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. I have this great picture, and it sits in my office, and uh, I'm hoping to take that picture one day, um, hopefully next two years, to the U.S. Capitol. What do you see uh, when you see what's going on right now, particularly post the 2018 midterms and the situation that President Trump finds himself in right now? Divided. Hmm. Um, not working together, not putting the common interests of America and its people uh, first. I also see a congressional delegation that is not at its strongest, and I'm I'm referring to Hawaii. You know, we have four members out of 535. We're 5,000 miles from Washington, D.C. We need a delegation that works together, that works collaboratively, puts Hawaii's interests first and foremost. And, And I'm hoping to bring all of the skills and experiences that I have as a UH men's volleyball player, as an 18-year member in the National Guard, as someone who has served overseas and, and led combat missions, all of those things that are important, you know, teamwork, communication, working together, respect, trust. I'm looking forward to joining our team. Is Congressman Gabbard not doing that, not representing Hawaii, not working well as part of the delegation? The last few months have, have caused me to um, question exactly that, which is one of the reasons why I am offering myself forward for the constituents and residents of CD2. Do you plan to raise uh, these concerns publicly when you're on the trail? Sure. I think competition is a good thing. You know, no seat in elected office is uh, meant for any one individual forever. You know, these seats belong to the people of Hawaii, and competition is a good thing. I think people need choices. I think people need to um, be able to compare and contrast individuals. And so I'm looking forward to a debate. Uh, well, good luck with that because, as you know, she hasn't debated her last uh, couple of opponents in the CD2, although she did the first time around when Mufi Hanneman and a few others were running. But as you probably know, she was also critical of the Democratic National Committee for not having more debates between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. But uh, if you do get her get her uh, side by side uh, in front of the TV cameras, what would you ask her? Why you went to Syria. Why you went and visited with Assad. Absolutely. I think that was a mistake. I think it was a poor decision on her part to do that. And I think it sends a wrong message to people here in Hawaii and, and frankly, to, to many people across the country in her decision to do that. So. My, f- my final question for you is, uh, as you probably well know, the, the class in the House, the U.S. House of Representatives, described as perhaps the most diverse freshman class in history, certainly many more women than expected, but also many representatives of minority groups and sexual orientation. Dan Akaka, to my knowledge, is the only Native Hawaiian who's ever served uh, in the U.S. Since statehood. Since, uh, since, oh yeah, if you go back to what Kalani Aniole back in the day, or Jonah Kuhil, well, Wilcox right? was the first. Wilcox, that's right. Followed by 
um, Prince Cujillo. Right, but that's territorial. Territorial and pre pre annexation, and uh, and so yeah, Senator Akaka. So you know your history. You would be if you were to uh, win the CD two seat. Uh, Assuming no other Hawaiians enter races somewhere else, yeah. you would represent Native Hawaiians. I would. Uh, very, very Congress. honored to walk in Senator Kaka's shoes. And I think it's important. You know, I think uh, um, we need to be inclusive of everyone. You know, we are one of the most multi-ethnic, diverse states in the country. But I also think that the state of Hawaii should have a representative of Native Hawaiian ancestry in Congress. All right. And I'm looking forward to being that guy. All right. Give us uh, some information where we can find out more about you on the Internet www.kaikahele.com. All right. Easy Any, place to go. Yeah, it is. Easy to remember. That's K-A-I-K-A-H-E-L-E.com. Um, final word to you, Kai Kahele. Anything else you want to mention that we didn't get to? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm blessed. You know, I have a wonderful wife. You know, it, it's, it's tough. Um, people don't realize the sacrifices that elected officials make. It's tough for me to get up in the morning and have to FaceTime my kids in Hilo, and to ask me, Daddy, when are you coming home? Um, it's challenging, but I'm doing it. My wife, we're doing it because we really believe that we can help shape the future of Hawaii. I think about our little, my little girls every day. I think about the children of Hawaii every day, and, and I really believe that I can be one of those leaders for this state that can really embody the values, the culture, the essence, the breadth of everything that means to Hawaii. I'm looking forward to walking in those shoes. All right. See, Senator Kai Kehele, candidate for the uh, 2nd Congressional District, currently represented by Tulsi Gabbard. By the way, we have invited uh, Congresswoman Gabbard into a civil beat for Ed Boards and other interviews. It hasn't happened yet, but that invitation remains open, and we would welcome to see her point of view. And you can visit us at civilbeat.org and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. For Civil Beat, for the Pod Squad, I'm Chad Blair. Take care and aloha. <laughs>